0: Good day listeners, Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. Today's guest is Sheila Harkins. Sheila was on the podcast a couple years ago, May 19, 2020, to talk about how to help teens talk about difficult topics. So if you'd like to listen to that conversation, it's episode 749. But on today's episode, Sheila is here to talk about her own healing from betrayal, trauma, and divorce. She shares about the long journey of trying to restore a broken marriage and then the aftermath of divorce, and how painting was instrumental in her healing process. As healing slowly took root in Sheila's life, she was stirred to share her journey with other wives through her paintings. This resulted in the release of her book, Healing, One Brushstroke at a Time, which contains 42 of Sheila's paintings along with short reflections to help women heal. To learn more about Sheila and get a copy of her book, visit SheilaHarkins.com. For more resources, visit BeBroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. And would you please rate and review the podcast after listening because this helps others to find it. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries and Be Broken's mission is to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. Now let's dive into today's conversation with Sheila. Well, all right, Sheila Harkins, welcome back to the program.
1: Oh, it's great to be back. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I was just looking in my in our archives, and you know, we had you actually on the podcast about two and a half years ago, and in that podcast, we were talking about how to help um, teens talk about difficult topics, difficult conversations. And I did a great job on that. We've got got a lot of uh, downloads of that podcast, um, but wanted to have you back on because of a book that you've written and that's come out of uh, your own story and life. And I, I would love for you to just share just what has happened in your life over these last couple of years since you were last on the podcast.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So actually, when I was on the podcast, there was a lot happening in my life that just wasn't ready to be talked about yet. And um, one of the big reasons for that is it had so much to do with my former husband's story. So when you're linked with someone else's story, it's hard to know how to share and when to share and what to share. And I think that's a tension that a lot of betrayed wives uh, struggle with. And so I know for me, uh, with D-Day happening in November 2015, I'd already had many years <laughs> of trying to figure out, you know, who was safe to talk to, like therapists, counselors, and a few close friends um, as I went through this journey. And so by the time that I talked with you, um, I was going through a lot personally, um, but it wasn't ready to be shared. So since that time, um, my husband did leave me. Um, he did say he wanted space and and left, but one of our agreements had been that if he ever just walked out, that would be the end because we had been trying and trying and working. Um, so, so I did get divorced at the end of 2020 and have been trying to figure out life since then as a single and, um, yeah, after a, a almost a 31-year marriage. So it was been a very huge change, very hard, lots of grief.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, and through that, um, uh, you know, you mentioned briefly in our, I think our last conversation, um, and maybe it was even off air, because I know the conversation that we had on air was about teens <laughs> talking about difficult topics. But God had started to move in you in kind of a unique way in terms of how he was meeting you in your pain and how he was drawing you into a healing process. Can you describe what that particular avenue is that he <laughs> drew you out? I mean, and I don't no pun intended there, but <laughs> what was he doing that was really starting to kind of take you in a new direction regarding your healing?
1: Yes, yes. So that happened early 2020, uh, which is about the time of our last podcast. And um, my husband was actually in an intensive treatment program at the time. And I was in for the first time living alone, I'd grown up with sisters and then roommates in college and then got married. So as I would come home to an empty house and empty apartment, not knowing like, will he return? Will is this going to be what's going to work? You know, um, I uh, had talked to my one of my daughters, and she said something like, Mom, during this time, my cats have been the best therapy. I'm so glad I have a cat. And I thought, well, I can't have a cat in my apartment, but what kind of therapy could I do? So then I thought about um, painting. So I bought a canvas and some acrylic paints and tried to watch a YouTube video, you know, tried to figure out, because I'm not a painter at all, had never felt like I was artistic in the least and um, not even occurred to me to ever paint. And here I am over 50 for the first time with paintbrushes and canvas. But uh, that did begin my painting journey, and God did meet me there. And since then, I've just painted and painted and felt like it's been a way for him to remind me of his promises. It's been a way for me to process my pain. Um, and that God and I have had many conversations with me holding a paintbrush.
0: <laughs> yeah, so tell us a little bit more about that in terms of the, you know, because I, I believe that we are, um, we are in one of the ways that we reflect God's image or that we bear God's image is that we are a uh, a whole person, but we're comprised mm-hmm. of multiple parts, meaning we're a whole person, but there's a physical element to us. We have a body. There's an emotional element to us, and then there's a spiritual element to us, right? So yes. as God was starting to kind of work through your healing, what was that like for you to kind of go on a venture where he's starting to connect the, the whole of you into and kind of funnel it down into art? What was What was that like as a visceral experience? What was that like as an emotional and spiritual experience for you as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, I hadn't had anything ever quite like it before. Um, and as a process of, of healing, um, you know, I had loved, always loved writing, but it had gotten to the point in my marriage where I felt like I was always just writing the same things and just... It hurt to write it down. It hurt to see it in um, just in words, what I was going through. So painting freed me up just to be creative with the pain, to just swirl colors on a canvas. Um, sometimes I wouldn't have any idea what I was painting when I started. <laughs> Still, sometimes it's like that. It's just putting colors down and then the image comes to me or uh, God speaks to me or maybe a worship song I'm listening to or a verse I just read that I see an image to. And it's not like I'm this talented no exactly I don't know what I'm doing. I've never had a class, but it's somehow just even putting that paint on a canvas um is is good for me and it helps me. so yeah, it's been um just a journey I didn't know I'd ever take, but that part of it has been a sweet part of it.
0: Yeah, why do you think that is that because because you you're talking very much about this being uh, in in terms of that it's a journey, right? When you talk about yes. just swirling paint and not necessarily knowing where it's where it's going to go, can you talk a little bit about why even that openness is important to the healing journey, especially for someone who's just trying to grieve through processing betrayal?
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that um, you know, as, as they say in the the famous book, I can't remember the author's name right now, but the body keeps a score that we have all this pain in our bodies, right and by that point, I was so um, anxious and uh, had to start taking medication. Just that hypervigilance where everything you hear, every noise, you're just afraid. It's another another disclosure, another confession. You're so afraid. Uh, what's going to happen next? Am I, am I going to end up alone? Is my marriage going to fall apart? So by that point, there was so much in my body that was feeling unsafe, feeling fearful. And I think just the process of painting actually helped get some of that out. I don't know how all that works, but um, I think that was part of it. And then I think part of just being creative, the way that God made us to create uh, as he's the creator, that there was something in that of being able to see, um, wow, I just produced something. Um, Maybe I don't exactly know what sometimes, but I produced something, even though I'm going through this period of so much pain that I feel like is my life worth anything? Can I even do anything? Can I function? And so I think that that was part of it as well. And then with acrylics, it's really amazing that when you paint a painting, if you mess up, you just let it dry and then you can paint over it with um, new colors. And there was something about that that was a reminder of second chances and God's grace and starting over. So even that aspect of um, if, if I did mess up, of not feeling like oh, that's one more failure, but feeling like I get a chance to redo that canvas, you know, so that was also part of it.
0: So I want to, I want to ask you to kind of walk us through and, and recognize, I understand that this was something that, man, just sort of got kind of sprung on you. This wasn't, again, this wasn't something that you set out to do or whatever, but I think sometimes for the sake of those who are trying to kind of get their bearings in, in their healing, it can be helpful to hear specifically, like, what does someone else do to kind of get out of themselves or get, you know, into um, something that is, like you said, using body, using mind, using heart. Can you tell us um, specifically what you do? And meaning like, hey, what, what paints do you use? Like, how do you, How did you figure out what you're painting on? Um, What colors, like what, what do certain colors mean to you? Could you just kind of walk us through a a session maybe that you you do with painting?
1: (laughs) Well, for, for me, um, I use canvases and I use acrylic paints and um, I like, the bigger, the better. I just like putting the, the squirrels. I know a lot of people and it's a lot more practical, right, to keep a sketchbook or something like that. But for some reason, for me, it's been acrylics on canvas. And I love even that it takes big brush strokes and um, yeah, that it involves my body some too. But I, I think that would look different for each person. But for me, um, just to take that, to take that empty canvas and just to start I love the textures and putting different colors together and um, just even seeing that, um, you know, I can start off with a dark painting and then God will give me a picture of something that brings some light to it. Of It seems like over and over again, there's a promise of hope somewhere in the painting. So that's been beautiful to see as well.
0: What are some of the most um, powerful colors for you? Like, like, because I do think color is huge in terms of kind of what it draws out in us or where it takes our eye. Um, as it pertains to your healing, were there any particular colors that were especially meaningful for you?
1: Uh, that's that's an interesting question. I don't know if I've thought about that. I know bright colors, and I I do know I use a lot of blue because I, I like blue, but, um, but I think that... Um, one thing that surprised me is that I like to use gold and to see somehow bringing that shimmery shining. And sometimes you can't even see it on the canvas in one direction, but then if you turn the canvas, you'll see it shimmer and shine. And um, there's something about that, almost a hidden glory to it um, that reminds me of, of God's bigger kingdom, a bigger picture, and so, yeah, I've loved putting a little bit of gold here and there on the paintings
0: yeah and and how what was that like for you in terms of uh how how God was maybe even bringing his word into the process of painting and healing for you,
1: yeah. It- it, I think it opened up his word to become much more visual for me. Um, I remember one night I was just, um, trying to go to sleep and I often would listen to scripture, um, to help me sleep because, you know, I, am sure many other wives know it's very hard when your mind's so full of hurts to be able to sleep. But, um, I heard a verse, I think it's from Psalm 85 verse 10, and it talked about peace and righteousness, kissing, and just, it just caught me by surprise. It's like, um, that's a, that's a funny phrasing. And, uh, I woke back up and then I just got up and started painting and painted, um, blue and yellow coming together, like peace and righteousness coming lots of greens and just thinking of how God so often brings two, um, two parts of his character together, whether it's grace and truth or peace and righteousness. And that, um, it's amazing how he does that because, righteousness or truth they they may have some hard things to them like for me to to come out of denial to face what I was facing and to to see that was hard like it was hard to see that the righteousness and the truth like what do I need to do with this what does this mean and yet God's grace and tenderness and um a piece like also is part of the picture, and that's there in the midst of the hard and the true and the real. So yeah, so I just would read his word and and see things in a different way, and an image come to me that I just wanted to put on canvas.
0: Yeah, well, that Im- that piece you're talking about is right behind you, right?
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs>
0: yes, that it right is. there yeah. so for our our yeah. viewers. You just look right behind you yeah. and see <laughs> that piece are talking about, which is beautiful, by the way. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the book. So you you did compile this book that, that's entitled Healing One Brushstroke at a Time. Um, can you can you tell us how you maybe selected what you wanted to put in there? What were the what were the primary themes and messages that you would want that you wanted a uh, someone who's hurting to receive from this book you put together?
1: Yes. Well, it very much, um, the paintings came first, the paintings came out of my own story and, um, just the pain that I was in. And, um, so as I painted my, um, as it had been my, my former husband's office, it just, um, I turned it into a studio so that it became a place of hope and beauty rather than a place of depression and sadness. Um, so as it filled up with more and more paintings, uh, my mom kept saying, you should tell the stories behind them. You know, they, the stories might help someone else. And so even though um, as a, a new painter that felt very vulnerable to put out these images, um, but I also felt like, yes, this is my story. Um, it's not mine alone. Like I know I, would, I don't know how I would have made it through the last six years without other women sharing their stories on your podcast, on other podcasts, um, through books. I've just uh, clung to those. They've been my source of hope. And so thinking like, okay, this is a way to share my story. So um, I took 42 of the paintings that I felt like did express the journey I've been through. Um, and I wrote just almost like a short devotional or reflection about each one. Um, and then I included questions, um, so that it could be done as a six week devotional, or it could be read through all at one time. I know for me, when, uh, trauma was at the highest and my body was at the most anxious, I couldn't comprehend a book that was big or heavy or long or to sit down and read. Like my mind couldn't even stay or focus on that. But I thought maybe images would be a way to help women, um, maybe that would put some, some, something to their feelings. And then also I included a glossary at the end of the book of terms that I've learned on this journey, because there was so much I didn't know. And so often listening to somebody else's story, I would think that's what I went through or those are the words I've been looking for. That's what this is. Whereas before I just had no idea. I didn't know um, all those things that are part of our stories. So um, I felt like, I wanted this book to be something that a woman could pick up and could see um, maybe that first ray of hope, that first, oh, these are the words and these images speak what I'm feeling. And then I offer uh, resources and things in the back for things that have helped me on my journey that might help them as well.
0: Now, as you've kind of grown a, a collection of uh, art uh, that's really kind of in this vein of of healing Um, what has been the response of others who have seen your art or who have maybe others that you've connected with that say, Hey, I've got a similar journey and you show them the art. What is, what has been some of the reaction that you've gotten?
1: Yeah, that's been, that's been really beautiful and, and very affirming and, and helpful because when you put something out, you don't know what, what's going to happen with that. But I did, I started an Instagram um, account with my paintings in 2021. And um, immediately other women going through the same story were uh, joining that, making comments. And I could see, yes, that image did speak to them just like it did to me. And they do understand what I was trying to say through that. So that was um, really helpful. And then since the book um, was published, it came out this summer at the end of June, I continue to get comments. Sometimes it'll be from a mother of a daughter who's gone through that, and she will say, this book helped me so much understand my daughter's journey. Um, or from a friend that says, I have a friend going through this, I'm going to give them this book, I think this will be meet them exactly where they're at, and I haven't known how to help them. Um, but sometimes it's from the actual person um, just really saying, you put words and pictures to my journey and thanking me for that. So that's been really beautiful to know that it does connect with others.
0: Yeah. So over these last couple of years, and maybe even all the way back to twenty fifteen what are some what are some key things you've learned about healing and especially about healing when it comes to healing from betrayal trauma?
1: yeah yeah, um I definitely learned a lot about shame and um, that part being part of the spouse's story, but also part of our story because. I realized I felt shame over, you know, his actions and not wanting to tell people. And there was that uh, part of me. It's hard to, to untangle it all. How much is protecting him, honoring him? What is just shame that I don't even know how to put words or say this? And then um, discovering, yeah, I, I, feeling the power of shame and just understanding that was a bit part of my journey to, to kind of understand me and to understand him. So that was pretty major. And then I think um, even discovering the term betrayal trauma was major to me and and realizing, yeah, this is what I've been through and this is why it feels this way. It, it was a traumatic event and I need to allow my body and heart time to recover and to restore and to know that I have to be on this recovery journey as well. Like um, I think it's it would be easy to think, you know, that, he needs to do the work, um, that's, he's the one struggling with this issue, but knowing that in order to be whole, I've had to do a lot of work on myself as well. And, um, continue in that healing and recovery process and understanding that this is a journey that's good for me. Like it's good to discover things about myself. I didn't know were there. And, uh, some of that's ugly. And some of that, um, is, is grieving for the little girl whose dreams are crushed and who, um, you know, came as a missionary to Bangkok thinking that I was bringing this this family and and ministry to share with others uh, what a Christian home looks like. And instead finding out that I'm here just showing what brokenness looks like and how God meets me in brokenness and how the reality looks so different than what I thought it would. And yet knowing that God is still in that picture, you know, knowing that he is still there even when the reality isn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm. Yeah. Those are some of the things that come to mind. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. What uh, what are some of the things that you feel like God is teaching you like right now? I mean, just, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, even in this week or this month or whatever uh, because, because, you know, I think, there's times in our, in our healing journey and in our lives where we can look back and we can see over a whole long season, like, oh, wow, this was what God was teaching me. But all that ultimately breaks down into, you know, little daily chunks. Right. So what do you feel like God is really kind of teaching you or, or growing you in right now?
1: Yeah, I think it often comes back to release and letting go. Um, Mm even now it comes back to that because I'm still faced with so many things that your mind goes, it wasn't supposed to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Um, I want, you know, I want us to be together as an entire family on this vacation, or he should be with me at this moment or helping me do this. So that release and letting go of, of my expectations and my dreams is over and over. Um, I think that, so many of my paintings touch on that and have that uh, something to do with that even now, because it's, it's like, I have to face that over and over again. It's not a one and done. (laughs) Um, It's constantly that submission and that, uh, okay, God, yes, it doesn't look like what I want it to look like, but what are you doing with it? And um, how can you use me in this state? I thought you were going to use me as a wife and I thought you were going to use me helping people, um, you know, with their families and homes, but um, how can you use me as a single and and how can I minister to other women who've gone through this? So, just that continual releasing what I thought life would look like to what it actually looks like. What would
0: you say to uh, maybe a wife that's out there that she just is really feeling stuck right now in her healing? And and I mean, every every wife I've ever talked to that's dealt with betrayal trauma, there's always seasons of stuckness where you just feel like you're kind of just spinning. What encouragement would you give to her? And, and maybe what encouragement would you give to her to, to look for an unusual response from God, like maybe pick up a paintbrush or, you know, (laughs) start start writing music or something. What would you say about that creative aspect?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think, um, you know, giving themselves time, um, to think and have some space and have, I know it's hard if your house is full of children and, um, but maybe even just a few minutes or a walk, taking a walk or going on a run, something that maybe includes your body so that you are pounding those keys on the piano or, or, or taking that walk or painting with that paintbrush, something that, that makes you feel alive, um. I think when I talk to other women, one thing that they often say and that I felt too, is like, I've lost myself. I don't know who I am. I'm on this roller coaster I can't get off of. Um, and you feel so out of control because it's someone else's, uh, someone else's story that you're trying to respond to. And so, um, I think that in, in finding a way to express that, um, I think everybody needs at least one safe person to talk to. If a woman today is carrying that alone and has never put words to her story, I encourage her to find someone to, to find, to say this is what I'm going through and it hurts and it's hard because I think, especially in ministry, um, we're so concerned with our husband's reputation and with um, yeah, with, with not wanting to ruin that, not wanting to ruin his ministry. I think it's very, very difficult to even that first time to put words to it and to say, I'm struggling with something. There's something going on that I don't even know how to deal with. And so I think that to express it to someone else and then to find a way to express it where they're using using their whole body or using, um, you know, like running, something physical or painting or, or, yeah, just to be open to what God may bring into their life
0: yeah that's so good and i I totally agree with you that there's there ha, it has to be spoken. You, you've got to be able to share this with someone because um, we we weren't meant to carry these burdens alone. Uh, you know even even though so many times is like you said, especially if you're in a marriage that's connected to ministry, there can be such a an additional kind of layer of shame feeling like if I do this, it's, it's got reputational, you know, ramifications, which by the way, it has that in any marriage, but sometimes it feels like exponential because, Hey, we're supposed to be a reflection of Christ. We're supposed to be, you know, doing all these things that are for ministry. And sometimes that has kept a lot of wives who are married to pastors or ministry leaders quiet. And so I want, I want women to hear what you're saying and saying, you've got to say it. You've got to speak it to somebody and you've got to be in a safe place to do that. Um, Yes. Can you uh, tell us where uh, women and well anybody can get the book? <laughs> Is there any other resources that you might have that would be helpful for those, especially wives who are dealing with betrayal trauma?
1: Okay, uh, you can certainly go to my website, um, SheilaHarkins.com, and uh, it will show you how the, to order the book. You can just uh, Type in healing one brushstroke at a time and get it from Barnes and Noble or Amazon or anywhere as well. And there are like you can get it on um, an ebook or uh, there's a paper book copy and a hard hardback. So you can kind of choose what you want um, for that. Um, also on Instagram, it's um, a, a period. Painting Sojourner, so a painting Sojourner, but I think that there's periods between the a and the painting. So um, those are the ways you can get in touch with me.
0: Yeah, and of course I'm, you know, it's it's assumed that your book is not an audio version because that would defeat the purpose, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hard to describe the painting. Some people have asked me, I hadn't figured out how to do that yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like until we started doing these video podcasts. You know, we were always just audio, audio. And I thought anytime we were trying to describe something that was visual, it was very difficult. You know,
1: <laughs> that's hard to do. Uh,
0: well, Sheila, thank you for being uh, open to to share your story and having the the courage to do that, um, and just for sharing also uh, the journey of of how God really worked in your life through the painting so thank you for sharing all of those and please keep painting you know hopefully this (laughs) is only the first of of many books that will help people through kind of connecting the visual with the messaging of hope and healing so thanks for being with us
1: well thank you thank you so much for endorsing my book and for um, having me here i really appreciate that
0: absolutely Well, listeners, we're going to put all of that information, we're going to put a link to Sheila's website and her Instagram account and all all the ways that you can get um, the the book uh, because we do believe this is a really valuable resource for being able to really kind of process through the emotional healing that needs to take place when you've experienced really deep trauma and betrayal. And so we will put that on the show notes. But thank you for being with us. Um, we're always glad that you're here. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care.
1: All right. Thank you so much. Thanks.
0: Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.